A recent court ruling could have a big impact on how communities fight proposed development. And a rural Pennsylvania hospital is struggling to simply make ends meet. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Support comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. More details at visitlancastercity.com. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, December 6th, and this is being recorded at 9.18 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started with a further look at a story we told you about last week. For the second time, a court is rejecting a massive solar energy project that sparked a backlash in Adams County. My colleague Rachel McDevitt reports the decision could inform future cases. Commonwealth Court marked its decision precedential when it upheld a lower court ruling that denied a key permit to the Brookview Solar Project. The opinion focused mainly on local zoning laws. Tom Newhart, who runs a bed and breakfast next to where the company planned to build, says there's a lesson for everyone in the ruling. One should look at one's ordinance and work on it to get something that makes sense. Not to say that you're totally blocking out anything, but put some restrictions on there that protects the public. Now, elected leaders in Mountjoy Township were split on whether to grant a conditional use permit to the 500-acre solar field. The tied vote by law meant a denial. The developer, Next Era Energy Resources, appealed to the county common pleas court where it lost. Then it appealed to Commonwealth Court. The court ruled the project plans did not meet the standards set by local zoning. Next Era did not respond to whether it plans to appeal further. Republican Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Ann Danahy from our friends at WPSU and State College reports the lawmaker says he plans to keep working. A Republican from Center County, Thompson has served in the U.S. House since January 2009. He issued a statement Tuesday saying he had been diagnosed with prostate cancer after a routine physical and subsequent tests. Thompson says, while this diagnosis is a surprise, I feel well and I will continue my work representing the people of Pennsylvania's 15th district. Just so you know, the sprawling 15th congressional district he represents covers counties in central and northwestern Pennsylvania. Thompson, who is 64, is chairman of the House Agriculture Committee. A Lancaster teenager who moved to the U.S. from Cuba last year is dead in what police say is a Facebook marketplace deal gone bad. My colleague Randy Parker reports Baltimore police used a social media account to find the suspected killer. Carlos Alberto Carrizano Ricardo and a friend drove to Baltimore around 7.30 the night of November 27th to look at a car offered for sale online. But he decided not to buy the car. And our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, reports as he drove away, someone shot and killed him. Police found 19 shell casings from two guns. The Facebook account led police to Marquez Harris of Baltimore County, who reportedly told them he tried to sell the car, was at the scene of the shooting, and owned a handgun found at his home. The 18-year-old faces charges that include first and second degree murder. Ricardo, also 18, was a senior at McCaskey High School in Lancaster. He worked at an Amazon warehouse and lived in Lancaster with his mother, stepfather, and older brother.
So early this morning, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania that I check each morning, just looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they could cover issues that may impact you and your community in the future. All right, so here's what you need to know. A rural hospital in Pennsylvania is struggling financially. Penn Live reports the president and CEO of Bucktail Medical Center in Clinton County loaned the facility $50,000 interest-free last May. He also estimates the 16-bed hospital and 43-bed nursing home in South Renovo will need $1.5 million just to finish the fiscal year, which ends June 30th. Now, the community has been rallying around the facility. Staff recently organized a bingo night with one of the fire departments, and the Renovo Borough Water Authority and Western Clinton County Municipal Authority have agreed not to bill Bucktail for the next six and three months, respectively. A GoFundMe page has also been set up, and so far it's raised at least $69,000. Now, if Bucktail does close, the closest full-service hospital is 40 miles away in Jersey Shore. The Hershey Company is dealing with the repercussions of a phishing attack that may have resulted in a hacker accessing more than 2,000 people's personal information across the country. The Lebanon Daily News reports it happened in early September when an unauthorized user gained access to a limited number of Hershey email accounts. That's according to a filing the company made with the Maine Attorney General's office. Hershey spokesman Todd Scott says the company worked quickly to disable the access and reached out to residents. The information gained may have included things like health and medical information, health insurance information, credit card numbers with passcodes or security codes, driver's license numbers, and financial accounts, including routing numbers. The chocolate maker is offering anyone affected by the breach 24 months of free credit monitoring and identity protection services, and will be offering a 24-month membership to Experian Identity Works. A suspect has not been identified. Well, here's a question for you. Do you sometimes just scan news headlines without reading the story? Well, we do it too, to be honest with you. And that's why headlines can be so important. In this week's The Purple Buck newsletter, my colleague slash boss, Scott Blanchard, explains how we approach writing headlines that center democracy. He offers up some examples for you as well by looking at how we and other news outlets handled the latest story on Mid-State Congressman Scott Perry's texts after the 2020 election. You can read it and subscribe at WITF.org slash Purple Buck. Let's turn to some music. How about it? What is the one song that you are thinking about today? What's the one that's in your head? Let me know all about it on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at T Lambert 895 on both of those platforms. And I ask you to check out our Spotify playlist. It's called the Morning Agenda Song of the Day, December 2023. And there you'll be able to listen to my pick for today. It's Zach Bryan featuring the Lumineers, Spotless. And that does it for the Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. Support for the Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. More details can be found at visitlancastercity.com. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. Be well, enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.